Hi, and welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas. And today, um, we're going to celebrate uh, March awareness and um, toxicity in our pets. And so they do uh, try to um, bring awareness about the Pet Poison Control, which is an organization that, um, of course, you have to pay, but they will uh, give you information at the tip of your finger uh, tips, you know, um, about whatever substance your pet might have ingested and what is the uh, immediate care. Um, so whether you have to seek veterinary care or you can do something at home, the Pet Poison Control um, is there to help veterinarians and owners alike. So in honor of them and their work that they do to try to save our pet's life, Let's talk about things that your pet should not eat, right? So let's start with foods because um, we know that those Bambi eyes or so begging eyes are so effective and people end up giving uh, some of the table scraps. And not all table scraps are created equal. Some of them are actually beneficial, like say baby carrots are very beneficial um, apple slices for dogs that have cancer, that's a great uh, snack. And uh, um, blueberries are just highly antioxidant, uh, you know, and flavonoid uh, field fruits that you can use, frozen or unfrozen, uh, as treats. But um, some things like animal fats are not great. So people think that you buy the roasted chicken and you give the skin to the dog and then you eat the chicken. Well, that is not a good thing, especially if it's fried. Not just if the roasted is equally bad, but the fried is even worse because it has those saturated fats, um, you know, and it just holds on to more of that fat. This could cause pancreatitis in dogs and cats and it's going to be about 48 hours post-ingestion when you see the symptoms of vomiting or lethargy. Sometimes they don't even vomit. They just won't eat. They just lay around, not acting like themselves, and they won't eat. And believe me, that's an incipient pancreatitis symptom. And pancreatitis uh, could be fatal. So, I mean, oftentimes requires hospitalization. Uh, we do... Uh, have success treating outpatient, but it's uh, sequential treatment, like three days in a row. They have to come for fluids and whatnot treatment. And, um, you know, they get better. But um, animal fat skins is, is not good for you and it's not good for them. Um, the other one is grapes. I think a lot of people know that grapes are toxic to, to pets. It is dose-dependent in a way. But any amount really could cause uh, problems with the kidneys. The exact toxin on the grapes is not known. Um, but I have known, uh, you know, and lost patients that have eaten grapes and they go into an anuric state, which means the kidneys shut down, there's no production of urine. And there is nothing you can do short of dialysis, which, you know, sadly, as a general practitioner, I don't have that available, but in humans, you know, it could be saved by a kidney transplant or dialysis, but with pets, sadly, unless you go to a super ultra specialized animal center in a university, maybe you'll have a chance, um, but it's easy to avoid. So 
if you buy grapes, um, you know, always keep awareness of where they are. So if you're snacking, you know, watching TV and you have a, a dish full of grapes and you have your pets around, then put it on your lap or somewhere where if you get up to the bathroom real quick, don't think for a second that your pet's not going to mess with it. They will. So um, don't take a chance. Don't don't have it. If you're going to snack with it, put it on top of your somewhere or cover it up in a, in a container where you can, if you um, step a- aside for a second, then they won't get access to it. Chocolate. Chocolate is a known toxin, right? And we spoke about it in one of our episodes regarding uh, St. Valentine's, you know, because there was so much chocolate around in those times. And uh, obviously we mentioned that it depends on the purity of the chocolate. The darker the chocolate, the worse, the more the, the animal ingested, the worse comparatively speaking to their size. So a big dog can kind of like put up with it. A little dog is at higher risk. Um, and that will require urgent veterinary care. They can be made to throw up the chocolate and thus save a lot of headaches. Um, the chocolate acts like uh, an amphetamine. The theobromine, which is in the chocolate, will accelerate the heartbeat, accelerate the systems, cause seizures, cause even coma. Another one that most people don't know is macadamia nuts. Macadamia nuts are very rich in fat. They're expensive. They're delicious. I love them. Um, But they do have a toxin in it, which is not well known, but it seems to affect the nervous system of the dogs that ingest a lot of it. You would think also that um, it will cause pancreatitis because it is so high in in, in the full fat. Um, corn cobs, you would think the corn cobs are, um, harmless, but they're not, especially for little dogs. Uh, but even big dogs can die of corn cob ingestion. The corn cob does not break down. Um, if the dog will split it in parts, maybe can pass it. But oftentimes they eat the whole corn cob, swallow the whole, the whole corn cob, and it becomes lodged into the smaller loops of intestines, and it causes blockage, and the gut starts to die, and it perforates, or you have to go to surgery, and it's quite expensive, and again, still very dangerous for just ingesting corn cups. So if you are barbecuing, now it's becoming to be, you know, warmer, spring, people start bringing their um, barbecues out and start barbecuing and enjoying our beautiful Florida weather. So guys, if you're going to grill corn, be very mindful where you put that. Double bag those trash and uh, secure it because they know where you put it. it. smells too good. It's too tempting. They're going to go after it. Then uh, the next one is milk. And a lot of people say, would I give my cat some milk? And I give my dog some milk. Funny thing, dogs and cats are lactose intolerant. And so there's not a really toxicity. So I guess 
shouldn't probably be in the toxic stuff, but it is just so common. Uh, people giving yogurt and, and ice cream. And if you do try to do like a soy ice cream or soy yogurt, those are a lot easier on them. They're not lactose. Um, they don't contain lactose. And so that will be easier for digestion. Um, so really the milk products may cause diarrhea and GI symptoms but of course, you know, if your dog has had pancreatitis, then you don't want to provoke another bout by giving them stuff that they shouldn't have. So don't give that. And the next one is xylitol. And xylitol is in a lot of candies and a lot of cookies that are for diabetics that, that are, you know, low sugar uh, cookies and candies. Well, xylitol is also in some medication. So um, somebody asked me for uh, medication in liquid and uh, can I give it to my pets? And when I looked at it, it had xylitol. I mean, the medication was right. The strength of the medication could have been adjusted, but the medication had xylitol as a sweetener. So that brought my alarm, you know, in my mind to be mindful to read any label the, of everything that you give your pets um, that is hum for human consumption, especially if it says sugar-free, low-calorie, or um, great for diabetics, because oftentimes it contains xylitol. And this one is even in some peanut butter. So guys, look at your peanut butter jars. Make sure it does not contain xylitol because it is so toxic. It causes acute liver failure. I have been able to rescue some liver failures that have been caused by xylitol by aggressive fluid therapy and doing Taijing Jiangming, which is a balanced method acupuncture, and using um, an herb called Long Dan Shigang. Long Dan Shigang is a detoxifier of the liver, and it really helped the xylitol patients uh, survive. They ate uh, bubble gum. So can you imagine bubble gum, especially, I think most of the, brands out there contain xylitol. Um, so it's very, very toxic for your pets. Alcohol, needless to say, if you're drinking, be mindful where you put your drinks. If you're taking a nap and you leave your glass of wine right next to you and your pet ingests that, they can have uh, some uh, vomiting, some nervous system symptoms like if they were intoxicated it also depends on the amount that they drank obviously um, but it is definitely something to avoid the other thing is avocados and my dog Uli loves avocados and he eats avocados um, but I'm not talking about the avocado itself the avocado is fatty and can cause some Dairy and some pets that are not used to it. Um, but it is the bark of the avocado and the pit, the avocado pit. They have persin, and persin is a toxin for uh, wildlife, for dogs, for horses. Um, the pit doesn't want to be eaten, so it's protected by persin, and that could be very toxic. Um, so Please, you know, if you want to share a little bit of avocado, like I do with Uli, um, just the, the meat of the avocado, not the bar, not the covering, not the bark, not the pit. And dough, um, you know, bread dough, um, can be deadly, especially because dough rises and expands, 
and that can cause a blockage in the intestines. The yeast will ferment and it will release a lot of gas that can cause bloat. Um, so these are the foods, but there are other things like um, Gorilla Glue that does almost the same as bread dough does. It expands and expands and expands and it can bust through the intestines or the stomach. Uh, we've had several patients, puppies, that have ingested Gorilla Glue. I have no idea why, um, but if you use Gorilla Glue, please keep it away from your pets. Um, any plants that people give you, you know, in, in floral arrangements or plants that are for indoor use should be checked against toxicity. The Pet Poison Control ha websites, um, the SPCA I know has um, a list of the toxic household plants that you can get from their website uh, or you can email me and I can uh, procure that for you. Uh, so make sure that you don't have any peace lilies or any kind of those um, that are poisonous for your pets. And of course, human medication. Human medication, you have to be very careful, especially if you have an elderly parent living with you, uh, anybody with dementia or with Alzheimer's, um, very, very dangerous because they may drop pills and some dogs believe it or not will eat those pills um, and they can um, definitely be uh, very severely affected i hope you learned something today i hope that you're more aware and mindful of the toxins that might not have the big sign with the you know skull and bones and saying that it's toxic these are common things that could be toxic so If you have any questions or concerns, please uh, reach out, out to us. Uh, we're in Facebook, we're in TikTok, we're in everywhere, um, our website. Um, and share this. Click the notification bell so you can get all the new episodes and share with your friends. Uh, let us grow the Pet Healer Podcast. Thank you. And remember that from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes so you can be on the lookout for them uh, in the meantime visit our facebook page the pet healer podcast page uh, we also have a website the pet healer podcast.com and uh, it, we are in most platforms so you can uh, enjoy our topics thank you and until next time take care well thanks so much for listening guys Information about this episode came from my book, Alvet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahv as in Victor, ETS. Osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.